Hey everyone, it's Carl. Before we get started, I want to let you know that I have a new podcast out called Alchemix Bar Diaries, where I tell you my thoughts that go through my brain about bartending techniques, theory, and anything to do related to the bartending world. We just started. I would love to have you come over, take a listen. The link for it is in the description of any podcast player you're listening to this to. And yeah, go check it out. Now let's get the show started. Yes, I specifically every fucking time just incrementally move it because <laughs> I got nothing else better to do with my life. Everyone in the service industry has a story. Crazy customers, wild orders, and WTF moments. Do you want to start a tab? The podcast here to bring you those tales behind the bar. My name is Carl. I've been bartending for almost 12 years now, I believe. Almost. Almost. Really? No, it's got to be longer than that. No. You started in what? 2012? Fuck. 2012? Shit. 09? 09? 010? So 13 years now? Yeah. Fuck. I was going to say, because we met in 14, (laughs) and you'd been going well over two years at that point. Fuck. (laughs) Who are you? Who am I? I'm Riley. I was a bartender for just a little bit. And what significant role do you play in this podcast? The smart one. Exactly. <laughs> and on this lovely little podcast, we like to read bartender hospitality stories yes. off the internet through the eyes of the guest or the person in the industry, server, bartender, manager. We read the story, talk about it, should have things should have things been handled differently, and then we rate it. Should have should should have things should things, should ha- things have, have been, been handled, handled differently. differently. <laughs> I said, "Oh my god, doesn't make sense," but she didn't correct me, so I'm going to keep on moving. <laughs> my brain was like trying to put the pieces of the sentence together <laughs> in the right order. I'm always wrong. And then, uh, then we talk about it. Is there an asshole? Is there a hero? Just have fun with it. Then we rate it one through five. One being an average story that happens all the time in the industry, and then five being a unique situation. And then today, it is just you and I. Yes. I kind of like it. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes. What are we drinking? Uh, you made us extra spicy margaritas. Yep. I don't know extra spicy. I said that, but I don't know if actually they're extra spicy. So we have uh, some reposado, ancho reyes, chili, the red bottle with uh, jalapeno infused, infused ave, and some lime juice. It's more like depth spice than it is like hot spice. Yeah, it's not hot at all. Mm-mm. The jalapeno gabi is... is you made d- us a two chili margarita. Yeah, a chili margarita. <laughs> so... It's not too bad. It's pretty good. It's all right. It's different. Yeah. It's it's a margarita. (laughs) Do better. You do better. All right. Would you like to start? Sure. You got a little one. Yes, I do have a little one. But it's a very... uh, Absolutely something that we would do. Okay. You good? My nose is itchy. Okay. It's from the Funny Stories subreddit. Okay. Posted by Unmotivated Potato three years ago. Sounds like my kind of person. <laughs> it's called bartending story time. Anyone have a wildly off the wall stories? Oh wait, so let me start over. That was that. Anybody have any wildly off the wall stories about working in the food business? I'll start. I was bartending a Sunday lunch to close. Very small place, not a lot of customers. When a man and a woman walk in, presumably not together, sat at opposite ends of the bar wearing different football team jerseys of the two teams playing that day. They drank, ate, and carried on small talk with me, never once speaking to each other. Game ends, and the woman's team wins. She tells me to give the bill to the man and leaves. The man was her husband, and it was their fifth anniversary. 
I still can't decide if I'm more confused or amazed. That is amazing. <laughs> right? Wow. That's absolutely something that we would do, too. And they just <laughs> didn't say one word. They didn't, like... They didn't communicate with each other at all. Right, because, you know, even if it's a close game, right, like, there's some point you'd be trash-talking. We would be trash-talking. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Every time my team scores a touchdown, I'm sending you a shot. I just get flashbacks to the Colts-Vikings game yeah, last right. year. Oh, man. So I'm a Colts fan, she's a Vikings fan, and we were literally at the game when the Vikings made the biggest comeback in it in, in NFL, NFL history. history. I will say this. I'm not mad about that game at all because I want the Colts to lose anyway, <laughs> so, so we got a draft, draft pick, so it worked out for both of us, but <laughs> that, I still There watch. was a lot of trash talk in that first half, and yeah. then he got real quiet. <laughs> hey, you know, but that is hilarious because, like, you're not in the bartender's not in on this at all, right? right? And then all of a sudden, this lady goes, "Give this to that gentleman." Yeah. What? And you'd be like, oh, as a bartender, what would you do? You'd be like, uh, "Ma'am, I can't do that." Or I'd be like, um, <laughs> "Let me check with him first. Yeah, like this lady wants you to pay for tab. Fuck shit, god damn it. Okay, just give it to me. <laughs> god damn it, that's my wife. Her team won. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What two teams is it? I wonder, it, it doesn't. Uh, he said he couldn't remember in the comments. I can't remember. I can't. I don't quite remember what jersey the woman was wearing. It's been some years since my bartending days. However, the man was wearing a Baltimore Ravens jersey. I only remember that because I talked to him longer after his wife left. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder did they do well. Obviously, I wonder if these. Okay, so if this is a, a same division game, so they're playing maybe two times a year, right? right? So maybe they do this go to different bars around the is town. This, is this like a, a routine for them? Right. I guess this is what we're doing now. <laughs> when our teams play every what, yeah. two years? Um, anywhere between two to four, roughly. So, but interesting. No, that's pretty awesome. That's that's hilarious. Kind of reminds me. Mm, no, nothing doesn't remind me because I've never seen anything like that before. So this is actually a pretty <laughs> unique story, right? Like, right. You know, it's a fun little like. I mean, like I know I've heard of like couples going into bars and pretending that they're picking each other up like it's a brand new relationship. See, that's what I was gonna say. But this is a completely different issue. Like they don't pretend they don't. They don't pretend they don't know each other. They just pretend the other doesn't exist. See, if I was the bartender, I would try to get them to engage with each other, right? Like when right. people sit at the bar and they like different teams, I'm that guy. That like, oh, you know what are we trying to instigate? Right, I'm trying to poke the bear. I'm trying to poke both bears at the same time. Then they, then they argue with each other. And then you try to get them each to buy a shot for the other one. Like you'd you you'd make a game out of it where it's like, oh, anytime her team wins, you have to buy her a drink, and anytime or scores scores a point, scores a touchdown or whatever. I don't points sports ball, ball hard. (laughs) No, that's awesome. That's cute. It is adorable in in the weirdest way because like I want to know like I want to be the fly that follows her in her purse or something mm-hmm. and then see what happens later. Right. Like was there trash talk later? And know. also how is it, I mean I'm not judging and I like I probably would agree to this situation but like that's a weird way to spend your fifth wedding anniversary because five is a milestone. I kind of <laughs> forgot I forgot it was an anniversary too. All on top of that. Wow. They must really like fucking football. Right. But it's also like, you know, like, who knows how long they've been together before that, right? Maybe they go to like, this is like year just 12. Like yeah. Right. And it's just like, you want to do this? Okay. Or <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I mean, this has to be, uh, this has to be a thing for them. Like, they have to be in the same division. It's like they're. Yeah. Interesting. Like, well, because you have a friend. They both like two different teams in the same yep, division. The Bengals and the Steelers. Steelers so. Yeah. 
I should send this to them. Right. Be- <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, so like, yeah, this is a unique story, right? Like, you know, there's always a lot where a husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, two partners, let's just say. Right. Oh, and it's her birthday today. It is her birthday today. Um, it, uh, what am I trying to say here? Where they don't, they like two different teams, right? Like one comes from the East Coast, one comes from the West Coast or whatever, you know. So that itself is not that unique. What the unique portion is spending their fifth year anniversary not talking to each other right, the like entire they didn't three and a half hours <laughs> minimum because you never know like with a football game like or did they get there right at the start of the game were they there like right and yeah. like yes yeah, just, just there's just so many layers to this mm-hmm. and it's such a short story but it's just there's just so much in it right, that's awesome that is awesome. Well, if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, or actually, we have to rate this story. I was going to say, you just keep jumping the gun, and you forget, like, one of the most important parts of this well, process I'm sorry. all the time. You want to talk into your microphone? Yeah, hang on. I was typing. Hang on. Um, He keeps moving it. All right, the cat. <laughs> Bartending. Typing is hard. So while you do that, I'm going to rate this. I'm going to rate this a three. It's above average just because of the unique situation. It's their fifth year anniversary, not talking the entire time. And then also the bartender not bartending. Well, I mean, what if they were packed, right? Like it means just this, maybe this yeah, is a Yeah, I mean, it's a football bar. Sunday. And it, but, I mean, he did say it's a small, small, very small place, not a lot of customers. So, yeah. Why isn't the bartender trying not to get, like, unless they're just that dedicated, they don't even tell the, like, they are just straight up. We're not telling, like, you know. Right. Unless they're, like, super closed off and very intense about their football. But like, I don't know. There's enough. There's enough like times and, you know, but again, who knows? Right. Like, obviously, I'm not saying the bartender's doing a bad job or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, like, in three and a half hours, you don't try to instigate a conversation between the three of you. Right. Or maybe he did and they just weren't having it. Yeah, maybe. But I think I'm going to go higher on this one. I think I'm going to give it a four point two. Damn, this might be our biggest. Is this one of our widest range? Like, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to read, figure out a different way to format this. Right. But here's why. They didn't speak to each other. Yep. It was their, it was, it, it really comes down to, it was their fifth wedding anniversary. <laughs> like, so their teams, somehow the universe. Lined up. Lined up to, to have their two teams play on the same day, which happened to be their wedding anniversary. Right. And then they chose, instead of doing standard anniversary things. Right. They chose to be completely separate from each other. <laughs> In a way that could have been like not damaging to the relationship, but it could cause tension. No, they, unless they're. I mean, obviously they're good sports about it. Right. But they had to go into this knowing. Like, <laughs> right. But, may, but maybe they did it this way because they knew there would be tension if they watched mm, it together. Maybe. So they watched it together apart. Right. Like if they're both sitting at home on the couch. The, there might be some right words said. Right. <laughs> so so. Is this relationship saving or is it or is it just like a fun, quirky thing that they did? This has got to be a fun, quirky thing. This is, <laughs> this is spicing up the fucking uh, bedroom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she had to go home early to get things ready for him. Right. Like she had to like, you know, do certain things prior home for him. I wonder if there was a side bet. See, see, this bartender did not do his job. <laughs> I appreciate the bartender for telling this this yes. fun story, but where are There's, more details? I know. I want more. I, I need more information. <laughs> so someone post, not posted, but responded to one of our Facebook posts, asks, do we go back to these reacted stories and comment on them and saying that we did a podcast? We've never done that yet. This might be the first time we actually want to go do that. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. 
how many drinks deep I get in it and just like, you know, hey. Yeah, I don't comment on much in general. No, you don't even comment on shit that I fucking tag you and things that are amazing. You're just like, oh, a little heart. Yep. You don't even share it. You don't even do anything. You just. Yeah, I don't don't really like social media. You just like reels. Yep. (laughs) So if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, we do have a subreddit. Do you want to start a tab? It is in the description of whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Go ahead and click that. Write your little story share with us you have a little cute story like that or were you involved in some crazy fucking situation or you saw it you love to share with us if you do not like to write things out because you're not a very good writer like myself we do have a phone number 563-277-0072 you can leave us a voicemail to tell us about a bartending or a hospitality experience that you had bad good you know maybe it's a one story maybe it's a four whatever just share it with us we'd love to hear it Play it on the air, talk about it, and have fun with it. Now, on to mine. Let's see. All right. This is posted 21 days ago. How long ago was yours posted? Three years. Okay. I probably don't remember. That bartender probably don't remember shit from three years ago. I know I don't. So, Okay. So, my story posted 21 days ago from Different Flan 2998 And we're doing... Am I the asshole subreddit? And this is a story inside that subreddit. And if you don't know what that is, is basically someone asks if they're the asshole and then everyone votes if they are the asshole or not. The title of this is, am I the asshole for instructing the bartenders at my wedding not to serve my alcoholic uncle? Immediately no. Immediately no. Okay. Well, that ends that conversation. Thanks for joining <laughs> for our podcast today. Okay. So I thought this is kind of, because this is, we had the pod, or we did the podcast a couple weeks ago where... It was a similar, well, not similar. It was a wedding, and there's no alcohol for everyone. So this is specifically one person. I, Stacy, 33 female, recently had a large wedding to Tom, 47 male. Good way to go, Tom. 14 years difference. <laughs> at, a, <laughs> at, a large, at a lovely venue. We instructed the bartenders at the open bar not to serve any booze to my uncle, Phil, 58 male. But to discreetly give him a glass of Coke, he typically orders whiskey and Coke or just whiskey or a mocktail. And just to say that they wouldn't be able to provide him with any liquor. Because once he starts drinking, he just doesn't stop and quickly goes from sober to absolutely plastered. The family's relationship with Uncle Phil is essentially don't ask, don't tell. Phil's obviously an alcoholic, which is why his wife left him. And the family even had a sit-down intervention with him and I wasn't there. It ended with him throwing his hands up and saying, I don't know what you all want me to do, and I don't have a problem. He's either slightly intoxicated every holiday or is shaking like a leaf from withdrawal. Jesus. He missed the last, or I'm sorry, he missed the last Thanksgiving entirely due to a sinus infection, aka being too drunk to drive, but he was designated to bring the turkey like he does every year. Oh. My grandma even makes a backup turkey every year because she knows that there's a possibility possibility he's too drunk to come over he's my mom's brother and her wishes have been to not talk about it anymore so we all just pretend like everything's normal which i recognize is bizarre at my wedding phil apparently got upset with the bartenders and had a very heated exchange with my parents rather than confronting me and my husband and tom's family overheard and joined the conversation somewhat surprisingly to me they took Phil's side and Tom's mother texted me about it and tried to call Tom to get the restriction lifted, saying that I shouldn't have blindsided him like that and his dad, who already thinks I'm too type A, referred to me as the Stasi. My as uncle the what? ST oh. right? Yeah. 
My uncle hasn't said anything directly to me, but apparently he's still mad. So am I the asshole? Do you still think they're not the asshole? The Stasi is the Ministry for State Security, Security Service of East Germany. Do you still think uh, they're not an asshole? I firmly believe they're not an asshole. They should have. They should not have blindsided him. Should have told him that they weren't going to serve him, and I given agree. him the given him the option to not come. However, again, uh, just like the last story that we had, where it was a dry wedding, like. If you're gonna go to a wedding and you can't drink, then you and that's gonna be that's gonna bother you. Then you sh then you've got a problem, and you shouldn't go. They're singling out one person out of a large wedding. So let's just let's just say this wedding's 300 people. Uh huh. 250 plus. That's a large wedding, right? 250 plus. The I think they're the asshole 100 percent because they made the bartenders tell this guy they're not allowed to serve him. That yes. is, they're not. That's not their job to tell one person. Right. I can't serve you because the bride and groom said so. Right. They should have pulled him off to the side and said, look, this is what's going on. Right. You either accept it, you can come, or if you don't accept it, you don't get to come. Right. I agree with you 100% on that. Like, they should not have been the bartender's job. It should not have It should not have been kept the day of. Mm. What's the title again? Uh, Instructing bartenders, bartenders at, at my, my wedding. wedding. Not to serve my own. No. That question is no. Because... You can t tell people not to serve people. However, the bartender should have should not have delivered that message. Right. So, not the asshole for the for the question they asked. Still an asshole. Yeah, it's handled poorly. And poorly, and then obviously this family wants to try to just hide everything. Yep. And just not talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, every family does things differently. So, I we're not going to go into this deep psychot or like the family dynamics. Dynamics, of, yeah. right? How it goes. You know, you we kind of have to like to kind of dive deeper into this, right? Right. Like you tried one intervention, it didn't work, and now you just don't talk to him about it at <laughs> all. You still allow him to be the main turkey guy, even though grandma makes a fucking backup turkey. She's got to do all this extra work, which she probably loves doing. If if she, you, <sighs> you never know, right? Like I can't say that she pro she probably likes she probably likes the cooking aspects. Otherwise, she wouldn't do it. Right. But at the same time, she doesn't like to have to clean up the mess that her, I'm right. assuming, son makes. Man, they got a lot of turkey at every fucking Thanksgiving. They got two when he shows up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like he's dependable enough to bring it consistently. Right. But, like, okay, man, like, it's like you guys need to have a sit-down talk with this guy again. Right? Like, you can't just, like, one time, oh, it didn't work. You know, it's like, you know how many times a guy asks a girl out the first time and he, she says no and he goes, oh, I'm done. There's, you know, I'm not saying... Every guy keeps consistently, but sometimes you have to ask a couple times to get what you want, right? I'm just saying in general. That's a very horrible analogy, but like I get what you're saying. No, I know, <laughs> but I'm just saying like you, sometimes you have to reiterate the fact of what's going on. You can't just. I mean, especially for somebody with substance abuse, mm -hmm. substance abuse issue, denial is going to be the first, mm -hmm. the first reaction and probably aggression in some way, shape or form. So like if this man has a problem, which it sounds like he does. The family should be pressing the issue more. Yep. Like, all right, you're no longer going to bring the turkey. Here's here's the reasons why. I mean, I think it goes deeper than that. Like, hey, you're not allowed to drink at our functions. You're if you are going to be here, you need to be sober, or like at least learn to handle yourself. I mean, I I, I when we've gotten this far mm -hmm. into his alcoholism, it's going to be like you got to be sober to be here. But then it does it go into the whole family has to be sober when these are to help no. him. 
But I'm saying, like, see, you can't just say no. Like, if he I has mean, a legitimate problem and he's not to the fact where he can handle himself being sober because he's initially going through this, you know, and you that, have that I support. Mean, it would be good to, to support him by doing that. However, that being a mandatory situation, I mean, that's that's for every individual family to decide. I'm not going to say yes across the board. I'm not going to say no across the board. But at the same time, like... I guess if you feel like he has this big of a problem, you care for him, you're going to do things to help him out. And, you know, like if this is like year six and he's sober, you know, like, hey, we're, you know, but like I think that first year two, again, it's all dynamic. Yeah, there's, there's no like, I mean, putting any type of bounds on it mm -hmm. is. But this couple, first of all, you know, it's like, well, he should have got a hold of us. You know, at my, like you really want him to interrupt your wedding that you're going around dancing, talking, people having a great time, and you want him to come directly to you. Why the fuck did you cut me off? Right. You no, know, you you don't want that because that would go sideways super quickly. Because then right. it would be like, oh, he's ruining my wedding because he came up to us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think this should have been handled way before the day before the wedding. This needed oh, to be absolutely. handled when the invitation got handed out. Oh, absolutely. Like, it should this have been. been at the very least, it should have been a phone call. Like, hey, Uncle Phil, listen, um, we love you. We want you to be here. However, given our history with events and functions, right. we will not be serving you alcohol, and we will not, and we will not allow you to be drunk at our wedding. Yep. And if you can't do that, then please send your RSVP not attending. Yep. Exactly. However, so that being said. Instructing bartenders not to serve somebody who's an alcoholic, totally okay across the board. It's the way they did it. They Correct. made the bartenders be the delivery. They are not yes. They are not your messenger. Right. It, it's not their job to handle family dynamics. Mm -hmm. It's their job to serve alcohol right. or not serve alcohol. The problem is, is people who are in weddings, they feel entitled because they pay all this money. They get to have the staff do whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. Now, did they do it maliciously? Did they say, well, we're just going to, you know, we don't know that. Maybe right. they just didn't think about it. Like in their head, they're just like, oh, no big deal. You can just tell this one guy. Right. You know, they didn't think about, uh, we are, maybe they did. Right. We don't know. Right. So Reddit has said they are the asshole. Um, I don't agree with Reddit half the time because it's like. Yeah, you can. You're the asshole for for making the bartenders do it. However, that's not the question. Yeah, uh, one guy says you're the asshole, basically for the same reason. I says you're making the you're leaving it to the bartender to to deliver the news to your uncle. You should have told him that he would not be served alcoholic drinks. Right. Um. I bet if uncle knew that he'd be cut off at the bar, then he would have brought a flask. That's obviously something that could have been done. Yeah, so not sh not wrong, but still shitty to put that on anyone else. Right. So that's uh, that's the. I feel like that's the overall consensus. And I think that's what they're saying. I think that's what Reddit comes right. saying is basically saying that you're the asshole for leaving it to the bartenders for doing this and not not you being an adult and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, this one's kind of. I guess yeah. I mean, so it is a weird situation. I just if you're in any situation, do not let the staff be your fucking message boy. Right. Do not do not try to avoid a conflict by forcing somebody God. else to to handle yeah. it. Yeah. Be an adult. Right. Like if you really have that big of a problem, man up and I know that whatever, you know, like person yeah. be be a human being. Yeah. You you have to be put in uncomfortable situations sometimes. Right. And I mean, if it were me and I like cared about my wedding day and i cared about like everybody having fun and all of this 
this is something that I feel like I would have controlled ahead of time anyway, because now you have to deal with the confrontation when your uncle gets pissed at you and he calls you out while you're sitting there trying to enjoy the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You cannot expect a bartender at a wedding to be your uncle's babysitter for the night, have a dry wedding, or even smarter, don't invite your uncle. Yeah, I mean, th- it, that's the consensus. Yeah, it seems communicate like. your expectations ahead of time. Yeah, like, I mean, if you set expectations, people are going to either follow them or choose not to follow them and then get kicked out. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's what I do bartending all the time. Like, I tell people, like, things they might they might not want to hear or they don't even care to hear, but I tell them, like, look, I'm setting expectations now. Right. So for later, you can't say I didn't tell you. Right. And sometimes it mostly doesn't matter that I set these expectations, but I'm like, I, I can't even give an example right now, but I do it all the time. And I'm just like, I'm just here to set expectations just so we're both on the same page of right. how this is going to go. Right. In a good way, there's sometimes it's good things that are happening. I'm just saying, oh, I can't do this. This is why I just want you to know why. You know, like get those awkward conversations out of the way and then and be an adult and take care of it yourself. Right. Because then guess what? It it makes things easier at the end of the night. Right. Or throughout the night. Whatever. Because there was no way that you could have done this this way and have it end well for you. Right. Handle right. it better. Yep. So what do we rate this story? I mean, I've never heard of a story like this before where you're singling out one person and you don't tell that one person they can't drink. Right. I know I've been told in events that, hey, watch out for this, this, and this person. Right. right? A couple of these people like to really drink hard. I've been, you know what? Actually, a lot. I've been told to pour sometimes lightly for people. Right. Don't pour, you know, which I'm fine with that because I'm still giving that person alcohol. It's, you know, you're still doing your job at that point. Right. I'm just not, you know, giving them. Right. Stiff drinks. And you're not, you're not singling them out and making them feel isolated. Uh, Yeah. Right. So I will give this story because now more I think about it, I've had similar situations. But never actually had to cut someone off the entire night. Right. I will give this a 3-2. Wow. I was thinking the exact same number. Because um, we are one. What? Because we are one. Because we are one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I just, I think, like, it's an, it's an abnormal situation. However, I'm sure it's common. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, like, this is, especially for wedding, or for catering bartenders, like, this is something that you get a lot. Catering bartenders, if you don't know, I, I used to do this for almost six years while I bartended at a high-end restaurant because the company owned a catering business and high-end restaurants. So, catering bartenders, we get put in the weirder situations because it goes back to people feel entitled, entitled because it's a wedding. It's my wedding day. And they just this like you just get asked to do weird things in situations that you just normally wouldn't do if you're just at the bar. Right. Is weird. Well, I'm the more I think about it, the more I go back and read the story. I'm hanging. It doesn't say that Phil wasn't told ahead of time. It just says that Phil got pissed. Right. He got pissed because he had to learn from the bartender. Or maybe they did tell him and he just didn't remember because he was drunk. Or maybe they did tell him and he was still trying to get away with yeah, it. Yeah, but they would say that in the story that they told him. Maybe. I mean, I mean, obviously they could have, but I'm just saying that would be one huge detail to leave out. Right. That we told Phil he's not going to drink. Right. They they straight up. But it says it my uncle hasn't said anything directly to me, which makes me think he was told and he's just pissed about it. I don't know. I... I'm trying to think too hard about it now. Right. I still think it's a 3.2. I still think it's shitty for the bartenders to have to deliver the mm-hmm. message. I, yeah, that should have been handled better. Yep. It should have. 
I'm wondering, like, too, on the situation of the bartender's manager, right? Like, did this, like, are the bartenders prepping, setting things up, and the bride goes up to him, like, hey, right, that guy, we can't serve. Now, do the bartenders go to their bar manager or the bev manager, whoever their manager is on right. duty? Like, uh, we were just told to do this. And then, you know, like, I, I'm curious how the dynamic, and again, I'm not saying their managers did anything wrong. I'm just curious how that dynamic and how that went, you know? So maybe it didn't go at all, and maybe the bartender's like, okay. Right. Maybe they didn't think anything of it because they maybe thought, oh, he's already been told. Right. And then he goes, what? Why can't you serve me? But then again, I do know people who, like even in restaurants and when I've been working, people who have obviously been cut off, they go to a different bartender and try to get alcohol from the other bartender because they... Yeah. think they deserve more alcohol so maybe he was told and he just made a scene because he was pissed that he, he couldn't get alcohol that's what makes these stories dynamic or interesting because because yeah. we don't know ex- we don't know the whole story right we're just hearing one side of it and that's why we get discussed it and we get to like talk about it and makes it fun right. but the more i think about it the more i feel like he had to have been told that he just got mad mm-hmm. See, I don't think because that no, that's an addict thing to do. But though. See, they, they they say basically they just ignore the situations, right? They ignore Thanksgiving. They don't talk that's about true. it. That's true. It's their mom. The mom has basically said, "Don't talk about this anymore." It's with don't anyone. ask, don't tell. They, yeah. they are they are not con- confrontational people. Is what that's this is true. saying. That's true. That's is why they did not tell them. Maybe I don't know. I feel like I feel I don't know. So if you listen to this podcast on Spotify. Uh, we do polls now, and this week's poll is going to be, did Phil know? <laughs> did Phil know? <laughs> did Phil know? <laughs> and, and, or, no, it should be, was Phil informed? Because. Right. Phil He could have forgotten. Phil knows. Could he, because he's so drunk that then they told him he just had already, like. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we like to do, keep polls up for two weeks, give people some time. We, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a unique situation. At the end of the day. If you are in some crazy situation like this, you got to have those uncomfortable conversations. Yes. No matter what. Like, not even just about drinking, just life in general. you got to have difficult conversations with people. Just Right. Like, if you if you have a family member who has a problem, like, if not you, who? Right. Is going, like, who is going to be the person to have that tough conversation? Who is going to be the person to... To try to help. They're going to not, that person's not going to like it at no. first, but in the long run, they're going to respect you more. It's like that friend who's honest with you and tells you something that you probably don't want to hear. And not that friend that just kisses your ass all the time. Like, oh, this is good. Or that's not, you know, like you just got to do it. So, yeah. Right. So, um, on that note, if you know somebody who is struggling or if you yourself are struggling with substance abuse issues, the National Helpline for the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration is 1-800-662-4357. Please call and get the help that is needed. Because they can definitely provide local resources, ways to probably handle situations. Right. You know, I mean, Riley and I aren't the answer we're just here to provide a fun time but uh, this is a serious issue that needs to be helped out because sometimes people just need help and they just don't know how to ask for it or the right way to help their loved ones right so again that's 800-662-4357 and don't forget don't be a dick tip your bartenders and please drink responsibly